All right, Mike Macknick and John Leahy with you here at the Liberty Invitational, the Prudential Center, home of the NHL's New Jersey Devils here in Newark, New Jersey. And our score after two is Merrimack 5, Princeton nothing. Guest here in the second intermission, Mike McMahon from the Mac Report, Eagle Tribune, College Hockey News, and uh, just general king of all media. But, uh, Mike, uh, coming down here for the game here today, uh, rare contest, I guess, in the way that the the Warriors actually have a have this game pretty well in hand, and uh, every night before this, it's been right down to the wire. Yeah, you almost sort of saw this coming, I think, with the way they had been shooting the puck over the first five or six games. Look at the number of shots on goal they had compared to against, the shot attempts compared to against. I mean, it just seemed like it was a matter of time before they had a goal, a game like this with that, it sort of even itself out, because you look at that UConn game a couple of weeks ago where they had so many shots and goal and so many shot attempts, and only scored two and they were both late, so it almost seemed like they were on the verge of this this happening for, for a couple of games here, uh, although they didn't play all that great against UConn on Friday, obviously, but still it seemed like throughout the course of the year they were, they were bound to have a game like this at some point, with just with the number of shots they were putting on goal. Yeah, I feel like it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the next couple of weeks, next three weeks or so, that's going to tell us a lot about this team as they get into Hockey East play with Providence, uh, Northeastern and Notre Dame on the docket, uh, reverse order, Providence Notre Dame and then Northeastern, but uh, I mean, it might have been nice to see Yale, for instance, today and, and maybe get a little better of an idea you know, measuring stick where they were, but uh, you look at the schedule, five one and one. You can't do much more than they did. You've got the loss to Mercyhurst. On the other hand, they could have lost the UConn game, the first one. Uh, you've got that tie, and again, that was a game yesterday that uh, on Friday really that uh, they didn't play well enough, I guess, to, to deserve a win. So five one and one is probably where they deserve to be right now. Yeah, I agree. And I think at the end of the it, over the course of the season, those level themselves out. Like you said, we have that UConn game. They probably didn't really deserve to win because the, they, they sort of scored late. In the game, uh, so I mean, well, the way they carried the play, they, the they, they deserve the to win. But exactly, yeah. But I think they what well, they scored under a minute left. I think in that game. So uh, those, those, I think, at some point will will level themselves out over the course of the year. Same sort of thing with their goal scoring today. You think if you get enough shots on goal, at some point you're going to have a game like this where it's going to level it out. You see those teams that usually shoot, uh, you know, 11 or 12 percent over the course of the season. It's usually on the higher end. Well, that's not it's not consistently shooting 11 and 12 percent across the board the entire year. You're going to have stretches like this where you're shooting up in the 20s. And you're going to have stretches like Merrimack was earlier in the year where they're down you know, in the 5 or 6-7% range. So I think over the course of the year, it, it levels itself out for sure. This team is also a little banged up right now. You've got... Uh you got Quinn Gould, who's who's now been out for a little bit, and uh, the targeting, you know, possibly we'll see maybe next week. You know, Chris LeBlanc has yet to play this year, and uh, that's one of the questions I wanted to ask you. Where does he fit in here? You know, especially a game like tonight, where all the lines seem to be going pretty well. Let's say that he is able to play next Friday against Providence. Where does he go? Uh, that's a great question. I mean, that's the thing too. They've got five goals today with arguably two of their top forwards out of the lineup. I I think he might go, and, and I don't recall if he could, if he plays the right side. To the left side off the top of my head. I think he plays the left side, uh, but Christie has been bouncing back and forth between the left and the right today, it seems. So I wonder if if LeBlanc may go up on that line with Christie and Gustafson. Of course, Gould was there earlier in the year, too, on the right side when Baugh wasn't. So that, that's an, an opportunity for him to go there, too. I think they probably try to keep those three freshmen together just because they're playing so well. Uh, and then, you know, the fourth line is, is sort of jumbled today where they're dressing seven defensemen. But I think whoever doesn't go on the line with Christie and Gustafson maybe finds a home with Scott. Scotty and McCarron or Scotty and John Gustafson or, or whoever's with Scotty. I think Scotty and LeBlanc might be two that they try to pair up, uh, sort of rotating in that third guy. 
I don't like the way Alfred Larson's been looking. Uh, I mean, better every game. He wasn't in the very first game of the season. He stepped in after that. But it seems like every game he gets more comfortable out there and, and it seems to do more and more. I mean, he's a guy that we already knew was a defensive specialist coming in and was going to be a key contributor in that area. But you look at him on the offensive side of things. You know, he's got good hands. He's he, uh, not afraid to hit people. He can make good plays with the puck. He's got that long reach. And, and I mean, I, I could see him fitting in uh, perhaps with a with a LeBlanc and then when Gould come back. I mean, that could be interesting. Let's say those two guys come back. Maybe uh, Larson goes with them, and you got a pretty good size first and second line. <laughs> Very much so, yeah. You're sort of seeing that, I think, too. The NA, some NHL teams are starting to do that, where they'll, they'll take two scores, more pro, more guys known for scoring together, and then putting a guy like Larson, a bigger guy that can muscle out some pucks along the wall, as the third guy. I know Detroit's doing it right now. with, with uh, They're playing Pebble Datsuk and Henrik Zetterberg together. they got Justin Abdelkader, who's a Michigan State guy, uh, on, on the right side, I think, on that line. Not really a guy who's been fourth-line minutes most of the time he's been there, but he's a guy that will go into the corner and dig out the pucks and, and will take the hit and will give a hit and can get the puck to guys like Zetterberg and, and Datsuk. And that seems to be uh, a thing across college hockey a little bit more so than the NHL where they're almost, the lines are two guys. You know, they're, they're pairing up two guys and then you can sort of find that third guy and rotate him in and out depending on the type of role you want. But yeah, I, I think Larson's played great in, in the role that he's played in so far on that line with Jardine and Singleton, more of an energy guy that's going to play good defense and like you said, I mean, he's got a big body and he's, he's using it. He's been a physical presence, I think, every game he's played this year. Yeah, that's going to be important, I think, as they get into hockey, he's play. And, and I'm also interested to see how that freshman line, uh, Sini Hennig and Tibbet, continuing to look good again tonight, how they're going to look in hockey, he's play. But uh, I want to talk about defense before we go. That's a big question mark, I think, right now. The seven guys in the lineup, but we know that uh, a couple guys that are questionable, uh, Aaron Titcomb hurt on Friday night, and uh, Jared Colquist, who's been out the last couple of games with injury as well. Status of both players unknown, at least for the near term. Uh, so, you know, so the seven guys in the lineup, uh, plus Sean Robinson, look like the guys that they're going to have to choose from next week against Providence. What, what do you think happens there? You know, I wonder if going with the 7D today is an effort to, or in an attempt to sort of give Cronin and, and Bailoas a tryout. I mean, you've got the five that, that have been consistently playing. I think Wismierski's been there since Colquist has been on the lineup. Uh, Mansfield, Colomandis, Lash, and Viega, they've all been pretty much in all season. Uh, Cronin and, and Bailoas are two guys uh, that I, I believe this is their first regular season game for each of them this year. I know I know it's Bailoas' debut, so I wonder if this was an attempt to give both guys an opportunity to, to get a little bit of a tryout on, on, on a, in an actual game situation as opposed to just practice and, and I wonder if they look at the performances today and that's how they're going to make their decision on they go into Providence next weekend I'll be honest with you, I, I thought Cronin's had a pretty good game I, yeah. I know he had a couple of big blocks in that second period yeah. uh, and he he's his body well out there yeah, he's also the veteran and I think he's got a little more experience, but I, I've been impressed with him today for a guy that I think only has 11 career games coming in, you know, and he's been in and out of the lineup, hasn't been able to find that consistency he's played really well today. Alright, so Providence next weekend, Friday night down at Schneider Arena Saturday night back at Merrimack. What do you see? Uh, it's it's going to be interesting because Providence is a team that's been up and down too. They've had a couple of really good performances. I know they won last night against BU, and they had some really bad performances, including Friday when they got outplayed pretty pretty badly by BU. So they, they've been up and down. You look, at, I think the two games in North Dakota that they had earlier this year were the same, where they they really controlled the play one night and got outplayed uh, pretty badly the other night. So they seem to be a pretty Jekyll and Hyde team at this point. I still think they're one of the best teams in the league, but they got to put it all together. They got to find some consistency. You know, Rasmus Tiernan's played so 
well quietly back there for Merrimack, I think, uh, early on here in the season. But next week he's going to have a chance to go up against one of the top goaltenders in the country. That might be something interesting to watch, how he's able to match that. Absolutely, yeah. And Gilly's, Gilly's performance has, has matched Providence's. When he's played well this year in their first handful of games, they've won and they, and they played well. Now, last night he had 37 or 38 saves against BU. When he's struggled, that's when the team has tended to struggle. So Providence, at least so far, seems to be going as far as John Gillies is going to take it. All right, Mike, we appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Uh, enjoy the rest of your time here at the Liberty Invitational, and have a safe ride home. Thanks, Mike. You too. All right, Mike McMahon from the Mac Report, Eagle Tribune, College Hockey News. He's been our guest here in the second intermission. Our score, Merrimack 5, Princeton nothing. Back with more after this. This is Warrior Hockey.